Sorry. Hello and welcome to Urgent Care. Woo! I'm your host, the host, the main host, yes. the head host, the yeah, captain that's true. of the ship, Joel Kim Booster. And this is sort of the secondary, sort of the backup, sort of the run yeah. to my Batman, sort of. No, I think JK. that's true. <laughs> that's absolutely not true. But you would you identify as Batman or Robin in our, our thing? I would identify as Batgirl. Okay. And I would identify you as the Joker. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. Yes. Why so serious? Why so serious? <laughs> <laughs> like the ba- baby Joker. That's my. That's my movie. I'm writing. I love that. I love that. CGI or or pen and pa- pen and pen and, and ink. Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller will be the stars. Okay. We are off to an amazing start after our yes. week off. Boy, oh boy. Wow. We have both been through the ringer, as you can tell from my voice. I, it's been a week and my voice has not returned. It's nice. Um, it's a nice I sort of... actually really like the quality of my voice when it's like this. When you have a rasp from days of hard partying, <laughs> it's, always, <laughs> it's always really nice. You have a nice rasp voice. Thank you. You're I'll welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, you guys, this is not a, a podcast where we recap my heart partying, though. This is a podcast where we take calls and emails and give it and dispense advice. Dispense yes. advice. And that's legal in this state, actually. In it's both states we're in. In both states we're in, it's legal for us to dispense uh, advice. And we believe that everybody who is currently incarcerated for dispensing advice illegally should be released. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's it going, Joel? No, we can't start with me. Okay. Um, no, um, I'll, I'll go first. No, I'll go um, first. I just, I feel like I normally ask you how you're doing first, and that's just sort of the rhythm that we're in. But I'll do it. I'll say no, how no, I'm no, doing. No. no, 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 because I have to say the thing. Say the thing. Mitra, how the hell are you? Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm, we're like, winding down um filming i'm getting i'm getting to my sort of misty-eyed phase of of being here uh and and things almost being over um it's a really beautiful time in seattle weather-wise so i'm feeling good i feel like excited to go home i was feeling really like i feel like a few weeks ago i was feeling really sad because everyone was sort of hanging out without me when things were opening up and now i just feel excited for things to be open and to get to be with my friends again and like do stuff again it's it's so weird to leave la and have everything be completely closed and then come back and have it all be open like i think it will officially all be completely open by the time i'm back which is so crazy. It's going to be so jarring. Like I haven't been like, I moved to a new neighborhood during the pandemic. I haven't like experienced a new neighborhood being open, like all this shit. It's just so exciting. I feel really sort of hopeful, <laughs> which um, is nice. What a nice. weird concept. Yeah. I know. I think it'll be really, 
weird and jarring. But um, yeah, so that feels nice. Um, you're leaving the day I, I get back, which is crazy. I actually might be getting back a, a few days sooner. So if, if I do, okay. we should see each other making plans live on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little peek behind the curtain, things that could have been texted. But here we <laughs> things are. that could have been texted, but it's a recent update. So why not do it here? <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, you're leaving me. And then also you're doing a ton of shows. I don't know when you want to promote all your millions of shows that you're doing. If I don't you know do when that, they're coming but... out. I, 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 like, I don't know when these episodes come out. That's the problem. Like, I'm going to be in D.C. That might be happening right now, um, the June 10th through the 12th. I'm going to be in Bloomington, Indiana, the weekend of the 19th. I'm going to be um, in Nashville in July. Um, uh, Nashville in July. I'm so doing, romantic. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing my hour every week in New York um, starting June 30th. Um, so check that out. Look at my... Look at my link in my bio in my Instagram for all of those tickets. So, yeah, I'll be around. I'm doing it. I'm doing the damn thing. So exciting. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. I I have uh, – can I tell you – I maybe I'm going to blow it, but I had an idea for my first bit when I come back to live shows, oh my God, whatever I that can't, is. I can't wait. Okay, here's the is. idea. And I haven't, like, fleshed it out yet. But all I know is that I'm. it's going to start with thunderclaps. I'm going to buy a fog machine. I'm going to come out and I go, I feel ugly. <laughs> 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 and that's the basis and then I'll sort of craft 10 minutes out of that but that's all I know so <laughs> I think that sounds amazing and that sounds I mean that sounds far and away better than any of the new bits that I uh, have have written in during the pandemic I um, I debuted a new joke last night and during for the first time in a year and a half yes. during a stand-up set. Yeah, and it felt great in the moment. But then I went and met up with um a bunch of friends and I was like, guys, I I I did it. I tried, I wrote and tried a new joke and it went over okay. And then they're like, Tell us, and I told them and crickets. And they were like, Okay, but where what, like, no, but tell us the punchline. No, but you're yeah, like was, not on stage. <laughs> no. Everyone I know, but it was terrible, and I was like, I uh, like I was riding a high from finally writing a joke for the first time in my like life in the last year and a half. And then suddenly um, just came crashing down. It was the worst feeling in the world. Well, your friends weren't being your friends in that moment. <laughs> no, I mean, if they don't think it's funny, it's important that they te- that they, they're honest with me. I I appreciate the first honesty. joke back. You want you want criticism on your first joke back. Yeah, I know. I mean, that was my that was my issue. That, that was your my issue, issue too. Is... But if someone was like, this is the first and only joke I've written in a year and a half, you know, I'm going to be like, oh, my God. I know this is the problem with you though you enable me so much like no you, you laugh at too many of my bad not true. jokes I laugh at what I think is funny so you might not think it's funny but I think it's funny okay. but also if you were like I, I've written 10 jokes and this is just one of them then I would be like I don't know. <laughs> but if you're like one joke in a year and a half, this is it. <laughs> you know that probably some self-esteem is riding on how that is received. Yeah. <laughs> and, and anyway, different strokes, different folks. I probably would have laughed. <laughs> yeah, you would have. But I'm also an easy laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as we as we know. Famously. I mean, easy laugh and an easy laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now am I allowed to ask? Yes, you're allowed to ask. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, I had literally, okay, as as chefs may know, um, I went to Puerto Vallarta for uh, Memorial Day. I was there for a week. I was there Monday to Monday. And it was 
bar none, the best week I've had in a year and a half. Um, I have never felt more like myself. I've never felt truly, I've never felt joy like that. I, I like remembered what true joy felt like, um, which was incredible. And um, I was surrounded by some dear friends and who it, it just felt like nothing feels more powerful than storming a dance floor with 14 of your close friends. <laughs> and just like, I've never felt more powerful. I was, I've never felt more alive. Um, it was great. Um, I am now coming down really hard um, in, in a lot of different ways, as you know, ways and, and for reasons that I'm not going to get into the onto the pod. I was going to ask, and I love that that is staying off pod. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think that's some nice. Things, some things need to stay off pod. But the, suffice to say, a lot of good things happened to me and a lot of fun things happened to me. I felt like myself and now I don't feel like myself anymore. I feel again like a shadow of myself. But I'm hoping I'm hoping that like that glimpse into back into who I was is 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 an indicator that like he's not gone. He's just asleep. He's just dormant. Yeah, he's just also, taking a little nap. It's like you you experience of course you're feeling a come down. You experience like the greatest high yeah. <laughs> after a year of not doing fucking anything. Yeah. Yeah. So dancing. Great. Oh my God. Dancing. It just, there is nothing that like keeps me alive. And like, I realized that most of my jokes, um, most of my best jokes have been screamed into the ears of my friends on the dance floor while I'm high on Molly. <laughs> so like, maybe that's why I'm not writing jokes. Maybe I just need to fry my brain more often on the dance floor. Um, I will say shout out to the chef that came up to me. Um, <gasps> yeah! While I was in Puerto Vallarta, I took a picture with you, um, and then later on on the dance floor, I did give you a bump of K, and you and you looked into my eyes and you said, "I will never forget this moment." And quite honestly, neither will I. Um, I love <laughs> I love meeting chefs out in the wild. If you ever see me at a party or anything, please please don't hesitate to come up and say hello. Uh, we love that. We love you. You are our lifeblood. Um, That's magic. They, they- yeah. You each were able to positively impact each other's night. How yeah. lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I was texting I was texting Mitra how much I loved her and then literally moments after I sent the text my phone was stolen. So But you got it out in the nick of time. <laughs> You were punished for telling me how you felt. Exactly. The universe is like, too much. Never again. Too much. Never sap. again. I'm not going to get to feel good from Joel ever again because he's got, he associates it with loss now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had that positive experience. I'm excited you're going to get back to doing more shows. And I am looking forward to this next chapter in your life, Joel Kim Booster. <laughs> and I am looking forward to you getting back to LA and experiencing it open and. I can't wait to embrace you. Ah, it's going to feel really horny. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Can you, you guys don't even, so many of you don't even know what it's like to hug Joel and feel the muscle. Yeah. It's like a bag of snakes back there. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I and mean, you hug me. It's like a bag of pretzels. <laughs> like a bag of pretzels. Crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. Cause there's so much back pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, should we, have, we get into the cup dates? Yeah, we have some cup dates. Let's do that. I'm calling to a second perspective uh, regarding malice and change. Because as a 41-year-old woman myself, clearly calling from my deathbed, um, <laughs> uh, who is with a musician and has been for a long time, and I have a lot of friends who are married to musicians, 
I did want to offer a few additional offer or uh, suggestions. Actually, one of which Joel so like keenly and instinctively knew to suggest, which is in fact to get pregnant, because I know <laughs> multiple women who whose partners were in bands and then they had babies and they the babies were known as the rock blockers. Um, and the bands <laughs> are no longer playing because nobody Rock has time to ba- babies. Um, the other <laughs> option, which is maybe less unhinged, is to actually yourself, the wife, learn an instrument and make your husband be in a band with you. I know at least one person <laughs> who has done this, and they have had their own band, husband-wife band, toured the world. Um and I guess that's good. They are still married, so, you know, maybe that was a good thing. And the third option, of course, is to just not give a fuck and do not go to his shows. That's okay. You should have separate things. His band clearly sucks, but rock is a thing, and I guess that's a generational divide because um, we all know what it means in our 40s on our deathbeds, but uh, <laughs> I don't know that I can explain it. But it's a butt rock band that additionally sucks, as they all do, is not, you know, compelling you to go on your own team, then just don't go. It's okay. You can have different things from your husband. So either get knocked up, start a band with your husband, and even if you don't know an instrument, that's okay. You can just learn it. Or just stop giving a shit because that's what healthy marriages are made of is having your own separate things and not caring what your partner is doing a lot of the time, right? Um, I think you just need to be married for longer, and then you'll realize it doesn't matter. You don't have to even pretend. Um, love you all. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh. Brilliant pieces of advice. And I, I love it when people this. affirm my bad advice um, also, that I give I love, jokingly. Yes, I love that um, – they thought getting pregnant was more getting pregnant with someone you love was more was less, unhinged yeah. than learning an instrument and making a band. Can, to me, making like making a band is like way weirder yeah. than <laughs> certainly <laughs> more difficult. Certainly, like I, I just don't know. Like I'm like, if I hated the music that my partner created, I certainly wouldn't. Try to get them to make more music with me. <laughs> it sounds horrible. Anyway, this was great advice. This person seems cool and um, uh, they, maybe they could be. Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't actually have to learn a, an instrument, though. She could be like that band Carmen. Do you remember the band Carmen? Look at me Look now. At me, uh, Look at me Look now. At me now. <laughs> I know Carmen. <laughs> that I knew it. Psycho. The the like rebrand to like Queen something. Oh, cheerio! <laughs> Terrible. Look at me now. <laughs> um, everyone, Bad. all our listeners who don't know who Carmen are are completely disturbed um, right now. Well, look up Carmen K A R M I N, like Garmin, the navigation system. <laughs> And another watch, another timely now. reference. <laughs> um, and you'll you'll know because you'll see like the sort of the rockabilly curls. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Also, here's an email. Um, I feel like also if you don't know how to play an instrument, you could insist on joining the band and then just break <laughs> apart the band yes, from the <laughs> <Sort> inside. Of, <laughs> just a little extra little piece of advice that this person yeah. inspired. <laughs> 
rot it right. from the inside out. Okay. We have um, an email. Okay, let's read it. This is um I, this person didn't include the name of the on I, I hate it when people do this. But so I have no idea what this is in response to. Oh, this was in response to the person who um I'll just read it because they. But they what's give the a little... fucking name, people? I don't if you're gonna cup date, you know, include the in... fucking name. We work hard on those fucking it names, and this been pisses in the me line. off. It might have been in the subject line, and I didn't include it. <sighs> gay and in, gay in December. Oh, it was gay gay December romance? Got they it. did okay. put it in the subject line. <laughs> I will take um, all of Joel's ire because I actually was the one. Who yeah, can you tell him? Can you tell him my chemically imbalanced right now? <laughs> But it was on me. It was on me. Okay, I can read this one. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra, love you both equally. Thank you. I love when they just, it's classic. It's, they're not mm-hmm. trying to like play the form, just classic. I feel compelled to give my thoughts on the question about whether or not to start an LDL with their younger girlfriend. Versus Joel, lesbians could be polyamorous. Also, Joel is joking. <laughs> I promise that the majority of people I see on lesbian dating apps are non-monog. I'm not sure what this partic- particular couple situation is, but being open is 1,000% possible, and queer women literally wrote the book on how to do it, a.k.a. The Ethical Slut. Now that that's out of the way, I just wanted to say that going from hooking up to being in short-term LDR can actually be a great way to start a relationship because it means that all you do while you're apart is talk and see if you're compatible emotionally. I was in a similar situation with my first girlfriend when I was 19 and only being able to FaceTime allowed us to get to know each other better where I think if we were in person, we would have continued just casually dating and hooking up before breaking up after a few months. Talking so much without sex led to a deeper and committed emotional bond when we were reunited at the end of the summer. Hope this helps. Wow. This is really prescient for me. Yes. I I actually didn't really think about it until I was reading it aloud. But it's really nice. Yeah, it's really nice. This was like um, sort of a more optimistic thing than either an uh, either of us said about, or me especially. But yeah, <laughs> lovely. I think th- here's my problem with this: is that this is my problem with this particularly is I have a tendency to dress rehearse for disaster, mm-hmm. like, and the distance really allows space for that, and yes. so, and like, so it just really depends on the kind of person you are. Like, I go crazy. I cannot do months of texting. I just can't do it. It's not something that is in me to do. But it's not, it's not just texting. I will fall apart though. emotionally. FaceTiming and, so, and visits and stuff. Long distance is about hope. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> choose hope. <laughs> Obama. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. We got, I want to, I want to say we got so many emails about roommates against drunk driving. Like so many. So, As we should. It's yes. really upsetting. Completely. Um, But I just want to say our listeners are all on the right side of history. They all agree with us. But I would like to say, if you're thinking about emailing about that, you really don't have to anymore. We really got so We got it covered, babe. We got it covered. (laughs) But um, we'll just include, we just wanted to include one. Um, Joel, would you like to read this one? Yes, I'd love to. Yes. Hey, y'all. Bisexual on and off again, chef here, listening to the rad episode as I type this. So my thoughts on the drunk driving friend is, of course, in alignment with y'all's. Clearly, this person is beyond reason as it relates to the obvious risk factors, i.e. death, injury, destroying her friendships, etc. Here's a hot tip that the friend can pass along. If you have a DUI on your record, you can forget about stepping foot in countries that include Mexico, Canada, China, Japan, and other countries where alcohol or drug-related crimes are taken very seriously. Bye-bye travel plans to those 
those places. It often takes a very serious consequence to happen for someone to awaken from their tunnel vision, especially in relations to substance addiction. However, maybe Rad's friends will make better choices when she realizes that a very possible consequence of getting a DUI means not being able to travel to many other places. Additionally, if you have a job or are thinking about getting a job that requires you to drive using a company vehicle, you can say bye-bye to that as well. But yeah, this person sounds very spirally toxic and I would spiritually toxic and I would absolutely move out if I were rad. Okay, love the love the pod. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. I did not know that about Mexico. Etc. I didn't I have never heard that before. Um, I absolutely didn't fact check it. Never. (laughs) Never. But but it's like it is also it's like if if what if if you can't look outside of yourself enough to like if travel is the thing that makes you stop doing that, then your your damaged goods but it's another weapon that this person could have in their arsenal if and when they decide to sort of have their intervention slash come to jesus moment with this roommate before hopefully getting the fuck out of that place um and yeah a lot of people shared really you know awful things that have happened to them or to the pe- people that they love and know so you know if if uh if the person who emailed wants those as well to be able to print off and show, we'll forward them. But um, okay, we have one more cup date. Um, Ryan, could you please play the voicemail? Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I am calling in response to Phalange Key, the caller looking for <laughs> advice for getting fingering consent. And I am a gorgeous bisexual woman, and the most successful can I finger you consent I've been offered was surprisingly from another woman. Um, but we were making out hot and heavy, and she stopped and looked at me and asked if I was wet. I said yes, and then she gasped and very sincerely and enthusiastically asked if she could feel. And it was precious. So, I don't know, consent can be fun and eager and hungry and playful. So, go out there and have fun with it. I think if you're enthusiastic, chances are um, the person you're asking consent of will feel that enthusiasm and run with it. Thanks. You can definitely both sit on my face. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of finding different ways of just, like, not just asking Hey, do I have consent to finger you? Like right. there's like little like you can be like, ooh, the plane is coming in for landing. Yeah. Do I have permission to <laughs> land? No! Choo 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 choo. Ew, that sucks. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I think the next time I finger someone, I'm gonna be like, the plane is coming in for landing. The plane is the plane is coming in for landing. Do I have permission to land? <laughs> I mean, funny. <laughs> yeah. Funny, beautiful. <laughs> um, great. Well, right. Joel, Let's our cup runneth quick, over. Our cup runneth over. It's like when when servers like leave it underneath the fountain, you know, and they're like mm-hmm. really cocky about yeah. the timing of the of the drink spilling, and then all the foam spills over. Mm, yeah, and, and then the cup runneth over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So what you it's said. just like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we need to take a break, clean up the mess. Mm-hmm. And then get back with your calls and emails. And we're back. The kitchen is clean and we're ready to answer some calls and (coughs) emails. So our first one is an email. Joel, may I read? I would love it if you read. 
Thank you. I would love to read too. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel, Chelsea, July, Heather, ETC, ETC, love you all equally. I'm a gay man, he, him. My husband and I have a huge crush on this adorable twink on Twitter slash Instagram. A couple months ago in his Insta stories, he asked for what to do since he was bored. I messaged him to tell him to follow our puppy's Instagram page because he's a gorgeous little Italian greyhound that is extremely photogenic and cute. And sure enough, he followed. This morning, he responded to our puppy's Instagram pic, a pic of him snoozing on me with the hard eyes reaction. So we want to know how we can use this as a jumping off point to have sex with this twink. (laughs) I want to flirt with him via our puppy's Instagram, but my husband thinks that's deranged. Also, we live in LA and the twink, like all twinks, lives in fucking Texas. So maybe it's not even worth pursuing. Appreciate our help. Appreciate your help. Sit on our faces, hopefully in rotation with the twink anytime. <laughs> is, that a, is that like a real... That, I've never heard that stereo. Like the twink, like all twinks, lives in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where they're from. They're sourced. Any twink that you meet has been sourced from Texas. Sourced straight from Texas. It's like it's the it's the Poland Spring of Twinks. <laughs> the Fuji and different Twinks, different you know, like Fuji, you know, mm. Evian, you know, mm-hmm. it just it just depends on which spring you're getting them from. Um, what are we naming this person? Don't mess um, with Twinksis. <laughs> don't mess with Twinksis. It is. Here we go. Um, I think. You do use the puppy Instagram. Yeah. What's Absolutely. it for? What else is it for? Oh, just yeah. an Instagram for your dog? Dur- stupid. <laughs> Why not? And speak in the and and really get into the dog's voice. Like be like rough like 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 literally use the dog like create this fantasy where it's not even you two. Like get him to want to fuck your dog, basically. Yes. Or it's like, you're so I'm I'm the dog. Let's like the dog's like, let's say the dog's name is like Brad. <laughs> Little Brad wants you to go fuck his owner. <laughs> <laughs> you don't exactly. want to make Little Brad sad. <laughs> yeah. Little really Brad made. Dog. Little Brad didn't pee on the, on the pee pad, and. <laughs> And now he's getting in, he's getting hit with a newspaper. Does that turn you off? Well, and then and you'd be like, "Oh, Brad is going on a trip to Texas. Anyone have a couch? Brad can stay on." And then you ship the dog to him. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you just give him the dog. Um, yeah, great. <laughs> but I just feel like if if if. It's giving you so much more than you ever thought it could give. If the dog Instagram is able to help you like pull, how fun. It's clear that this twink wants it too. It's clear that the twink is into it. And I think like, I think what you do is you have to pay, like, listen, you got to airdrop the twink in. One time I went to a, one time I went to a steak dinner where they aired, where they flew the cow to New York and slaughtered it in New York from Texas. And that's basically what you need to do with the twink. Where was that? Um, it was like, I don't know. It was for a comedy show for uh, High Times Magazine. It was a long time ago in my life. Okay. okay. Back when I was funny. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what you need to do. You need to air. You, you can't go to the twink, obviously, because he's in, he's in a pen. He's in a pen with other twinks. <laughs> Where do they keep them? Where do they keep them? <laughs> so you've got to order the twink. Um come to LA it's a short trip flying spirit you know 
Just buy him a ticket and be like, hey, do you want to get away to, to do you want to meet the dog? Do you want to meet the dog? The dog is dying to meet you. We've been yeah. showing the dog your picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a fun, flirty way to do it, honestly. It's kind of fun. Enjoy. I hope it, ha- I hope it happens. I hope it happens. <laughs> uh, okay. We got an email. Joel. I'll read this one. I'll read this one. <laughs> Hi, Joel and Mitra. I just listened to your podcast and thought, man, I have a story for these two and I would love their advice. So here it goes. I need help with my two best friends in the entire world. We can call them Chloe and Stephanie. The three of us have been best friends and inseparable since the second grade. I love these girls like my sisters and our families are totally intertwined. Recently, we FaceTimed and I found out that Chloe was recently diagnosed with stage three cancer. Obviously, this was devastating news and I haven't been able to think about anything else since finding out. Yesterday, however, Stephanie called me to tell me in secrecy that she is convinced that Chloe is lying. I have no reason to believe this is the case, but now of my two best friends in the entire world, one has stage three cancer and the other thinks they are lying. I have never been in a more uncomfortable and confusing situation. I want to avoid hanging with the both of them at the same time because of this, but I'm afraid I will have to explain to Chloe why I don't want Stephanie around, but that seems like a horrible thing to do, to tell a person with cancer that their other best friend thinks they are faking it, unless they are faking it. I don't think Chloe would ever fake something like that, but now I'm feeling slightly paranoid and totally overwhelmed anyway have a heyday with this one it's a little crazy um, yeah <laughs> munchausen's um um okay um phantom uh lying sus- uh, suspicious private investigator right. her <laughs> um brooks um <laughs> Never mind. That's a Real Housewives thing. Um, what? Faker. Um, cancer. Bro- Wait, were you going to say Brooks Marks? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, Brooks from... OC. OC. I've not seen that one. Um, um, the... Um, what's... Do you remember the girl who killed her mom? Who Gypsy was Lee made- Rose? G- Gypsy Lee Rose, yeah. Um, Gypsy Re- Lee Rose. Gypsy She... Rose. <laughs> Perfect. Gypsy she rose. Gypsy she rose. That's amazing. Murder she wrote? More like Gypsy she rose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gypsy she rose. Um, I think you have to um, offer to drive Chloe to treatments and doctor's appointments and things like that like be really insistent be like girl i got you i want to come with you i want to hold your hand during your treatments i want to do all this and that and the other thing and that'll be pretty much proof positive and then you take some pictures i mean i don't think people going through chemo want selfies but you got to take one and send it to stephanie right i mean it's like oh it's so sad like the I, I can't even like to to suspect that of someone that you've been friends for so long is so psycho. It's like I'm yeah. so curious what the reasoning is for for why they think that. And like, I, yeah, that's context that's missing for me. Like, did you ask Stephanie why she thinks this? And it's like, would like because it because it's like, yeah, of course, like if you believe that the person who's diagnosed is very sick. This is like something that is like devastating to hear um, that somebody thinks that you're lying, but then it's like, now you kind of are wondering if they're lying. So, I mean, regardless, it's like, you're, 
I, I think Joel's advice is perfect because like now you do have this little inkling of doubt, which I'm sure feels horrible and makes you feel very guilty because it is just like a really bad thing to believe about a person. But it's also like <coughs> your friend most likely is going through something very horrible. So good to be there for them um, and driving them and taking them places and stuff like that and asking to be there in appointments is something that you can and should be doing anyway as a friend. Or you know what you can do? Call Chloe's parents and be like, hey, I know Chloe's going through this right now. I just want to know if like I can send her anything and like what I can do to help and be there for her. Like go like like that's the thing. And if Chloe's parents are like, what? Chloe has stage three cancer. Then, you know, the jig is up. Meanwhile, Stephanie, it's like. Stephanie, the, like the, the friend who like, why is she even spending time with her then if she thinks that she's lying like uh, that friend like putting and putting you in the middle of that is so weird and it feels so stressful. I, I would I think I would really try to distance myself from Stephanie until I know what's going on. I know you're saying you don't want to hang out with them together, but I'm like, why even hang out with Stephanie? Because this might come if, if it if it comes out, which it like can and might very well might happen you don't want to be in the middle of it Ugh. or do you or do you do you want that drama <laughs> do you want that are you trying life? to are you trying to write a pilot <laughs> <laughs> it sounds horrible it is crazy i mean you could also hire like a private detective <laughs> yeah i mean if you have the funds for that you can also just follow chloe around yeah you definitely can like do if that. she doesn't want you to drive her to the treatments then you sit outside her house and you follow her around for a day and you see what she's doing. And if she's going to the cancer place, then you know that she is cancer. And if you if she doesn't go to cancer place, then you know that she's a different kind of cancer, a metaphorical cancer. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautifully put. <laughs> Regardless, sounds incredibly stressful. <laughs> Best of luck. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, we've got another email. May I we're, read? We're flying through these today, by the way. I know, because we're agreeing, which is shocking. <laughs> We've agreed so much today. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe hmm. this one will be the one where hmm. we split. Where we you know, I, I think roads, we will have different ideas. Okay. Here we go. Um, okay. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel and Heather. Unfortunately, I am not a bisexual woman, but I am a gay man, <laughs> sad but true, and my pronouns are he, him. And also, this person said sad but true, not me. <laughs> My mom, my mom, <laughs> my mom and I are really close Uh-oh, and spend a lot of time. You got to do it in accent. No. My mom and I are really close and spend a lot of time together. <laughs> and I love her more than words can say. However, she has a habit of making self-deprecating jokes and is way too hard on herself for minor mistakes. Trying to play off as heavy and funny, but it makes me sad to hear her talk about herself like that. <laughs> I've tried to encourage her to stop being so hard on herself and affirm how wonderful she is, and it just hurts to see her habit of consistently joking about how stupid she is when nobody around her thinks of her like that and she only makes minor mistakes like forgetting something oh my god how can i help her to see herself the way my family and i oh, see her no. how can i help her to see herself the way my family and i see her sorry if this was too long please both of you sit on my face but not when i've got my glasses on <laughs> Okay. Leave your um, mom alone. Okay, let's let's get into this. Um Harry Potter vibes. <laughs> Does you regret saying mom now? Yeah. 
<laughs> um, let's see, Professor Chalanchi, <laughs> Princess Triana, um, <laughs> Princess Cryana, Princess Cryana. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. So I. What I think you could do if they're so I think you can't like make your mom be confident, but I do think you can encourage her to do things that, you know, bring make her feel good about herself or make her feel confident. So if she is like a really I don't know if she if there's like a thing that she really likes doing or a thing that like, you know, if she has like a a fun hobby that she loves, that makes her feel good about herself or I don't know. I think like in a not patronizing way it's like you know if she loves to like paint or something get her like take her to like a fucking sip and paint class or whatever and like have a good time and that like get her out of the house and i feel like everybody's feeling really bad about themselves period right now because of the last year and a half that we've had and like nobody's feeling good nobody's feeling confident that i know if you are congratulations that's awesome for you um but i think taking her somewhere that makes her feel good about herself or getting her doing a thing that makes her feel good will naturally make her feel just like a little less bad. I say leave her the fuck alone. <laughs> I really like this is people who make self-deprecating jokes. They know what they're doing. And she's a grown ass woman. Like laugh, laugh at her jokes. How about that? How about when she makes a dep- deprecating joke, just laugh along with her and be like, ha ha. Like you're not stupid, but like, I don't know. You don't have to affirm what she's saying about herself, but she's a grown ass woman. Like she is not like somebody. It's just, it just I, I, like this is where I'm at right now. Like I'm making a lot of self-deprecating jokes about myself and it feels cathartic. It really does. It feels sure. helpful to just address how I'm feeling in a really bald, naked way. And maybe it's not true uh, what I'm saying about myself. Like every time, ta- every week I come on this podcast and I'm like, I'm not funny. And then I proceed to be funny. Right. I mean, I I think like, but I do think there there's a point with, because I definitely have friends like this where I'm like, you, they make so many nasty jokes about themselves all the time to the point where I'm like, I think you really like, and it, and it's like, yes, it's like, you're joking about not feeling funny and then going out on stage and being funny and doing the podcast and being funny. But it's like, that's the way that I, I don't know. I, I, I do feel like, the, especially with like my female friends, there is like a, a, I think it's more like, how do I get her to stop making the jokes? And and how I think for me, what I heard when I saw this was like, how do I help my mom like f- feel more confident about herself? Or how do I like, I don't know, how do I, how do I gas up my mom or whatever? <laughs> like, I, I kind of feel like I, you can't make somebody feel confident, but you can let them know the things that you, they do that you love. And like that, that's something that you, you can do that will make them feel good. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think for me, it was more about like the confidence or lack thereof. Um, sure. I mean, the other option here though, is that she, she, she is begging to be gassed up and is, is using this as like an excuse. And in which case don't reward her negative behavior. Just ignore her, <laughs> just ignore her ass. And she'll, maybe she'll stop doing it. Because if you, every single time she says a self-deprecating joke, say the opposite thing, then you're like giving her a little treat. It's Pavlovian at this point, you know? Yeah. And you can, like, I think on your end, like, you can compliment, you you don't have to wait for her to say something shitty about herself to compliment her. Um, Like, you can just say, like, 
this like I feel like just like letting her know like she looks awesome or like something she did was really cool like just compliment her you don't wait for her to say like I look ugly to be like you look beautiful or whatever thing is normal for you to say to your mom say that before she needs to hear it like absolutely because it I think it will make head her off at the pass But you're right. She is an adult. She's into it two months. But I do think a lot of times that's just somebody wanting for <sighs> wanting affirmation. And it's nice to get affirmation when you least expect it. Joel, you look beautiful today. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just think that like I feel like sometimes it's not a, a, a cry for help. And I think like sometimes it makes people like turning bad feelings into jokes is a really helpful way to process sometimes. Yes, I totally agree. I think it's just like there there is sort of like a a line of like how often people are making those jokes about themselves when it's like how many times an hour can you be like, no, it's it's you look great or whatever the fuck it is. Like, I think it, it, it does cross a threshold where it's like, oh, there is something actually going on with this person. And they they how can I support them? Yeah, I should also say that like, I don't really believe half the shit I say. <laughs> like I was That's just the theme I, of the podcast. I was sort of I was just sort of pushing because we we're forty minutes into the podcast and we haven't really disagreed on anything and I really needed <laughs> to like do sort of a, a you know, Hannity versus Combs sort of <laughs> crossfire take an opposite think- an opposing stance. But I do, th- but I do think that's true. I mean, it's like that's our culture. Like, so many people are making jokes about themselves. But it's like, how many? How, I think it's more just jokes per minute kind of thing. <laughs> how many yeah. jokes per page does your mom have? <laughs> true. Script, script jokes. I'm, I'm gonna really reverse myself and and be real. Um, and say that like, in in my early career, I was doing a lot of like, I'm so ugly, I can't get a date, and that does you do internalize that. And I think I have internalized when every time I say I'm not funny anymore. Like, I am internalizing that. And yeah. it is, like, it is bad. Um, but that's the journey that, like, like you telling me the opposite, I just, you won't believe it about yourself. It's something that people have to really go through on their own. And I don't know that there is something you can do to help your mom except for just being there for her. Yeah, I think that's what I mean about, like, not like I think it's less about like what you do in the moments when she's making these self-deprecating comments because the comment has already been made like you can always be like no that's not true but it's like what do you do in those other spaces or how do you help her get how do, how do you do things like you don't you're not responsible for your mom's self-esteem but just like in any loving and positive relationship you will contribute to it and you can you can be a positive force in your life and support her and make her feel good about herself just by being there and affirming her and like doing fun things with her. Good. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> right. we We're doctors. Uh, okay. Should we take a break? Yes, we should. Oh my God. Okay. We're going to take a little break and then, we'll and then we're going to come right back. We promise. back with an email and i'm gonna read this one with a korean accent oh cool (laughs) no no, oh cool i don't think that would go well for me um 
Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. I'm a 25-year-old straight woman, she, her pronouns, who lives in a very small town, and I'm writing to ask for your best tips for how to avoid people you don't want to talk to when you bump into them in public. Here's probably way too long, but still somehow incomplete list of some people I'm trying to avoid. A guy I hooked up with who ghosted me, and then I saw a couple days later that he had updated his Tinder profile to athletic girls only after sleeping with me. A guy my friend thought I would be cute with, so she drunkenly messaged him at 2 a.m. telling him we would have adorable babies, and he never responded. This man works at the only (laughs) grocery store in town. A man I had to block on Facebook because he kept sending me long, rambly messages after chatting to me in one bar one time, which included things like, he gets attached to people very quickly, and he felt a strong connection between us. Can you believe this dude who also works at the same grocery (laughs) store? store? Do I just starve now? A former friend I'd known since we were kids and her partner who tried to pressure me into a threesome in a really uncomfortable way. Like I said, the town I live in is super small and chances are I'm going to see these people out and about again at some point. How should I handle it? Do I just ignore them and keep walking? What if I still try to, what if they still try to talk to me? Maybe I should drive to the nearest ocean and just jump in. Sorry, this is so long. You should be. All advice, both hinged and unhinged would be very much appreciated. And both of you are welcome to sit on my face at any time. Thank you. Well, this isn't, what are we supposed to say to this? Um, <laughs> Joel, <laughs> be positive. <laughs> I can't. I don't have the chemicals to do that right now. Um, okay. Uh, small town girl, sweet home Alabama. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, of course. We're yeah, going yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> Heart of Dixie. Stars Hollow. Yes. Wow. Rachel Bilson. I haven't seen that show. Have you? Oh, it's she's a star. I oh, think Rachel Bilson is. She a star. is a star. Rachel Bilson star. Deser- but I- hey, dust deserves more. And it like, but you've seen Heart of Dixie. Yeah, should I it's watch fun. it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're watching Pretty Little Liars, babe. You're right. Was like, I'm like, oh, should I like, I'm like, I'm already like beyond the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> like, exactly. <laughs> it's fun. Um, oh, she's Stars amazing. Hollow. Wow. Gilmore Rachel Bilson, Rachel Bilson, if you're listening, we love you. You're welcome to come on the pod at any time. I would do anything for you. I love you. <laughs> She's so good. Okay. Such a star. Um, okay. Stars. Um, stars horror. <laughs> yeah. Um, we can. Um, this is okay. a grocery store sort of. Um, Whole Foods, Whore Foods. Whore Foods. Great. Let's do it. Okay. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> so this one mostly went in just because this list really made me laugh. No. <laughs> you can't, you, first of all, you can't, unfortunately, you can't have groceries ever again. No. <laughs> that, that, first of all, I know you're asking for advice on how to avoid people. You live one in a food thing. desert now, babe. You Sorry. live in a food desert. Also, see if your grocery store does pick up. Maybe it sounds like if it's just the one grocery store in town, probably not, but maybe they do pick up and you never have to go in um full halloween mask when you go full in. halloween mask i mean you can really commit to like still having the covid lifestyle like yeah. you can do baseball hat glasses mask and that might help a little bit um headphones you can always i, I think just pretend to be on the phone also like you don't have to talk to everyone you pass like this is something that i really struggle with coming like i just really like can get trapped into an hour-long conversation with literally anyone and um you can just keep you can just wave and keep walking or even don't wave it's yeah, really hard s- to say you can salute i <laughs> like to salute. salute i like to do a full <laughs> salute and say yes sir <laughs> you have to just 
consciously be like, I'm not going to stop walking. I'm not going to stop walking. I'm not going to stop walking. When you see somebody that you don't want to talk to, smile, say hi, keep walking. You know what? Earbuds in. Earbuds in at all times. If you are in public, your earbuds are in and you're talking to yourself. And then you can really do the fake, like, sort of two fingers to the ear Bluetooth style. Yeah. In- invest in some great blue- some some AirPods and <clears> then <throat> finger to the ear. And then somebody walks over and says, hi, give them the the the, the one so, finger up. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm, the, I'm on the phone. Sorry. I'm on the phone. You don't, even, you don't have to be listening to anything. It can be fucking silence in there. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm on the phone. I'm sorry. I'm on the phone. I just I'm, I'm actually, like, on a work call. I'm on a work call. So, yeah. sorry. I'm on the phone. <laughs> Um, and more importantly, um, one great way to avoid all the people, uh, the laundry list of people who have wronged you in this small town is to leave it yeah. <laughs> um, because it sounds like there's nowhere you can go. <laughs> and, and the, the only the only option I really see is to leave. Yeah, it sounds like you live in like a, a sort of nightmare Truman show situation where you live in a, <laughs> a like you're living like why can't you leave? Is this wayward pines? Like is it some sort of social experiment? Because it sounds like a social experiment that you're what, living in right now. What's the one where like Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, Shutter Island. You're on Shutter, Shutter Island. <laughs> you're on Shutter Island, babe. <laughs> Have you ever considered that you are on Shutter Island? Because I I know like so. Here's the thing also, I'll, I always just say that I'm running late. I'd like, I feel like that's the thing that like, because I'm really bad at just being like, well, so nice seeing you. Like, I'm always like, um, and also like, um, what did you think of like the last election? Like, I just can't stop t- talking because I don't want to make anyone feel bad. So I just say I'm running late. That's a- um, some you can be some oversharing with people sometimes is like a really good way to get them. Two, it's sort of a twofold thing because when you overshare why you you can't talk to them, it gives them it gives it more credence because it's like it feels more real. And then also, the more disgusting it is, the less they'll want to talk to you next time. Like if you're like, <laughs> "Hey, I really got a shit right now," because and and my shits are a problem right now. You don't understand. Um, they'll be like, "Go go 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 go!" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> stop talking! Stop talking! Stop talking! Yes. And and you're all you're sort of walking while you're saying it. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I've, I've just got to go. I have to shit. I really have to shit. It's like it's going to be wet. OK, <laughs> and then you go. <laughs> yeah. And I think you can be I mean, some of these people, I, I feel very comfortable. Um, you mean you blocked the guy on Facebook? He's not going to come up to you. I don't That's think you, true. I think you already did the legwork there, babe. Yeah. And if and if he keeps coming up to you um, again, if he's coming up to you and you're in the grocery store, you've already not listened to our advice. So I just don't really know how to help you because as previously stated, you're not getting groceries anymore. Yeah. And if he does come up to you, just be like, hey, I thought I blocked you. How are you talking to me right now? Mm. Like mm-hmm. misunderstand how Facebook works. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. We're You were blocked. I'm we're s- not. I, how is I'm something must be up with my app. I don't know how. <laughs> This happened. <laughs> um, you should you should start a garden so that you don't really need produce from the grocery store. Mm. Also, um, yeah, I think also. Um, let me see. I had another one. Oh, it was just um, scream when you see them. <laughs> if you really want them to not talk to you, ah, 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 and then and then I think they probably won't come up to you again. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. consider it. Just saying, consider it. I think like I mean that's the nuclear option in a lot of ways and yeah. it sounds like you don't you're you're sort of running out of options for yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah. So consider it. And then if all else fails, um, pick, pick another horrible small town. And then, yeah. And then run through, run through that town and really leap, paint yourself into a corner where you have no one left as well. Enjoy. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay, Joel, have you read this one? I have not. I saved the best for last, I think. I'm really excited for us. I hope you love this one as much as I loved it. Do you want to read or do I read? I you can't read. remember. You read. Okay. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra, producer Chelsea, July, and last but not least, Heather, longtime chef, first time placing an order. I'm a 37-year-old cis gay man. My pronouns are he, him. Unfortunately for you guys, I'm writing in with a problem that rates about a zero in pettiness, but hopefully you guys will still have fun with this one. So last year for my birthday, my boyfriend surprised me with a proposal at my birthday party. The first Broadway show we saw together was the Go-Go's musical Head Over Heels almost three years ago. We both loved it so much. Since everyone, Once everyone arrived, they sang Happy Birthday, which went right into him singing Mad About You and proposing during the mu- musical bridge. He pulled it off perfectly and evil even wrangled several of our friends into helping and singing backup. Anyway... That was last June. Fast forward to now, and we should have been married back in April, but we made the tough call to delay our wedding until October. Now my fiance's birthday is coming up in early July, and I thought it would be cool to surprise him with something he did like he did for me, like a follow-up proposal or something cheesy, like how boring old straight people renew their vows, but we'd be renewing our engagement. Now that I've written it, it sounds so cheesy, but I can feel my dignity starting to curdle. But I'd still like to do something for him. I can sing okay, but I don't want to copy his proposal. I'm a professional dancer slash teacher with tap being my specialty, but pretty sure interpreter dance is too gay even for us any other ideas it doesn't have to be performance based just would love to give him something that really makes him feel special we're both fully vaccinated and open-minded so we consider it an honor if any or all of you would sit on our faces just carefully and gingerly as my fiance gets vertigo (laughs) okay okay what are we gonna name this person i don't know (laughs) um okay this Uh, isn't a problem he just wants to outsource us for ideas. Joel, have fun. This is fun. This is silly. This is playful. I was so excited to do this with you. <laughs> We're using the last of your fucking serotonin on this question. Cobble it together. We're on our last one. <laughs> I was so excited when I read this one. We're doing it. Okay. <laughs> okay follow-up proposal i just feel like there are people out there who are like should i get an abortion and like now they'll never know now they'll never know okay (laughs) we don't care they're gone they didn't make it to the dock i'm kidding i love this um okay tap dance ben vereen ben ver yeah he's a tap dancer i believe oh cool oh gregory hines gregory hines um Gagory Hines. Gagory Hines. Gagory Hines. There we go. Okay. Um, okay. So obsessed with this. Um so what's amazing about this to me is that I didn't know this stuff was still happening. <laughs> like the like like not what is it? Um the mob, Fla- the flash mobs. Yeah, mob. flash mobs, yeah. Um I didn't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I felt the sort of like gay people have single handedly, I feel, kept the flash mob alive. Because listen, <laughs> we haven't we had less time. We've had less time to do it. OK, that's true. Oh, I'm not. Please step down off your high horse, Mitra. <laughs> gay people have had to go through so much to get to this place. 
Okay. <laughs> homophobic. You heard it here first. When you come for flash enough. mobs, you come for us. You come for our community. And during Pride, no less. Pride was a flash mob. The Stonewall riots was the first flash mob. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like the. <laughs> <laughs> we the broadcast has been cut. <laughs> oh my god. Um could you I mean here's my here's my big idea is that you just do a surprise wedding. Whoa. That's I intense. Mean, I know. <laughs> but I'm like if you want to like do it cuz look, renewing the engagement give it. <laughs> like do you need to but but I'm like if you want to really do the thing. I mean, here's why I like renewing the engagement is because like he proposed to you. So that makes you the girl. So now (gasps) you need to propose to him so that you can sort of take back your manhood. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. The gender binary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to enter into this sort of heteronormative, you know, sterilized institution, you might as well go full tilt and make sure that both of you get to be the boy. (laughs) and yeah um you (laughs) okay um i think you should um okay here's an idea that involves your your dance background is you get a bunch of the you you were like hey can you meet me at the place where i teach and you get a bunch of like the kids at your school to like learn to dance and they all do the dance and like the, they they all do sort of a flash mobby type thing like he gets there to like bring you your keys or something like that and then they all dance again they all do a big sort of um disney number dance and then you go will you still marry me <laughs> and, then, and then he and then he says no in front of the whole school and then you have to get a new job yeah. Sort of how the movie might go. It's <laughs> how the movie version of this might go. I think something really intimate could be really nice. Like, I think something just between the two of you. I think, uh, like, what I would do is, like, since his was so public, mm-hmm. I think you go sort of the opposite direction and, like, you take him to a place that is, like, really, like, special to the two of you and you get down on one knee and you just give him a ring, babe. Like, it's really sweet. I'm, like, crying thinking about it. <laughs> What the hell, Joel? <laughs> All of a sudden, you go from being oh, to like having such a sweet romantic <laughs> idea that's not even yeah, a joke. Because honestly, you, <laughs> then you get you get to have the, you you have the really unique opportunity here to have both of the ideal engagements. Like you know, because I I often wonder like if I were to ever be in this situation, would I want my friends around like the big you know, sort of spectacle of a, of an engagement or what I want, like sort of rose petals lead to the bat, the bedroom candles, the rose petals lead to the bat cave. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's, it's hard for me to know. And I think like you get like, I think like you like rolling over post coitally with, with a ring could be really fucking amazing. It's really sweet. I like that. Oh, and maybe just and, may, and maybe That's write so it nice. down or like I don't know like write him a poem like write make it make some art maybe it doesn't and or maybe you like interpretive dance alone. Oh, <laughs> actually no that 
I just, re- I just, I just thought about you tap dancing alone in a hotel room for your fiance, and that sounds really bad. Um, but I, I do think, think I think that's the a one-on-one really, really sweet idea. Thing is, is sort of the play here. And you know what? I bet since you guys are both performers, and like the the first proposal was so public, this will be just as surprising as a surprise public proposal. Because I bet he'll be, if anything, expecting you to sort of do something in a similar vein or sort of you know front facing in the same way, which right. you clearly loved. Like there are people who don't who aren't into that, and there are people like you clearly love that, which is so it's really sweet. But I think returning it in like a equally a surprising, thoughtful way is really lovely. Really, yeah, cute maybe job. like. Take like a bunch of pictures from the pr- public proposal the first time and like blow them up and put them around the room and like say like, you know, like th- I want, I want to, I, I loved that. And I, <laughs> I want to remember this one, like just with us and like, Cute. remember that day and like, remember this day. I, I just think you have like, such an incredible opportunity to have it both ways and you shouldn't waste it cute and you know what else also like if you um if you want to like kind of combine things you could like start there and then be like have your tell your like do dinner in your in your home or something like that and then tell your friends like to all meet you at like some bar you like and go there late or something like that and then you kind of get to have you get to kind of have everything and it's still Mm -hmm. a little a little bit smaller scale Mm -hmm. because it's his birthday after all so he'll probably want to be around friends too yeah Joel, coming in, coming, coming through with the sweet stuff. Well, what can I say? I'm a romantic. We know. We know this now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Um, Gagory Hines, I hope you loved it. Uh, I hope it goes well. Um, and thank you for including a link to the to the proposal. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna watch it after this. Me too. <laughs> Running, I'm gonna, not walking. I'm, I'm gonna fucking sob because I have no serotonin left in my body. Joel, thank you for sacrificing your serotonin for this podcast. That is another gorgeous episode of Urgent Care. Uh, Please rate and review us five stars on iTunes. Please be nice to us or we'll be upset. Um, Call us at 323-334-0371 or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Chelsea RIP. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, July. Thank you, Colin Anderson. Thank you, everyone at Earwolf. And of course, the Sirius XM family. And also, <laughs> can I just say really quickly, I forgot to mention this up top. Like, thank you to everybody who's reached out um, about what I said two episodes ago. We had we had a rerun last week, but talking about finding, uh, losing myself. And obviously, I'm still in that place. But, um, you know, I'm slowly coming back to myself, I feel. and I And I feel like, you know, I really appreciated all of the people who are said that they felt the same. And I just, you know... I think we're all going to slowly come back to ourselves as things open up again and get better. And um, I really appreciate the support. So thank you, guys. I love you all. We love you. Okay, goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.